Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number two. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing the seven myths of Catholic evangelization. You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash two. That's ericsammons.com slash podcast slash two. I'll have any links to anything I mention in this podcast, any books or articles I talk about there. Okay, so let's get to it. I've been involved in Catholic evangelization for a very long time, for over a quarter of a century, and I've seen a lot of myths surrounding it. And these things come up over and over again, and they basically keep us from doing evangelization as we're called to do. So I want to go through the most common myths that I've seen and maybe bust a few of them. Okay, the first one, myth number one, evangelization is unnecessary because everyone is going to heaven. This is now a common belief among Catholics, non-Catholics, everybody, that basically, unless you're Hitler or Stalin, you're going to heaven. And of course, if you're going to heaven, what's the point of evangelization? Why bother somebody becoming Catholic if, even if they're not Catholic, they're already going to heaven? However, Catholic teaching in this regard is very clear. In the Catechism, it states, the Church affirms the existence of hell and its eternity. Immediately after death, the souls of those who die in a state of mortal sin descend into hell, where they suffer the punishments of hell, eternal fire. Again, that's from the Catechism 1035. So the fact is, is that hell is a reality, and people will go there. And so we have to keep that in mind when we're evangelizing. That's the seriousness of what we're doing. So we can't avoid evangelization just because we think everybody's going to heaven. It's not going to happen. Myth number two, we can't change other people's minds, especially about religion. You hear this all the time that what's the point of arguing about something important like religion or politics? Because people aren't going to change their mind anyway. They're already set in their ways. Well, why does... Why does Madison Avenue spend millions of dollars each year, billions of dollars each year? Because they're trying to change your mind about things. They're trying to get you to change your behavior. And if they spend all that money on that, they know people do change their behavior. I'm personally an example of this. I grew up as an evangelical Protestant, and then I converted to Catholicism later in life. And so obviously people can change their mind on things. And so we shouldn't act like it's impossible for somebody's mind to be changed even including about religion. Myth number three, we're not supposed to proselytize. Okay, first of all, my apologies. I can never pronounce properly proselytize. But anyway, we hear this from the highest levels of the church, and I do mean the highest levels of the church, that Catholics aren't supposed to proselytize. I mean, you hear every other week, it seems like Pope Francis is saying this. Well, first of all, Let's get our definition straight. Honestly, I have no idea what Pope Francis' definition of proselytize is. I do know for centuries it meant the exact same thing as evangelization. And so obviously Christ calls us to evangelize, so he calls us to proselytize. However, in recent years, the definition does seem to have changed within the church. Now people talk about proselytization as something in which you force somebody to convert, that you make them do it through force, like maybe a Muslim who does it at the sword, uh, and, of course, we're not supposed to do that. So I would say we're not supposed to proselytize if that's what it means. But if it just means share your faith and talk about it and try to get other people to convert, well, then there's absolutely no reason not to. In fact, Christ commands us to do that. Myth number four, we don't have to talk about our faith. Living it is enough. 
Ah, yes, the famous quote from Pope Fra uh, from St. Francis, which he didn't actually say, preach the gospel always, when necessary, use words. Well, the fact is, is that he never said that, and he preached all the time. Heck, when people wouldn't listen to him, he preached to the birds, and literally. And so our actions alone aren't going to convert people. It's our actions also with our, and also our words. So if somebody sees how we're living, they see we're living the Catholic faith, they ask us, why do you live like that? And our answer is, should be, well, just look at my actions. No, our answer should be because we love Jesus, because we're a disciple of Jesus Christ, because we follow the teachings of the Catholic Church. We have to actually talk about it as well. The greatest evangelist who ever lived, uh, Jesus, St. Paul, St. Francis Xavier, all of them, they used words. They didn't just use their actions. Okay, myth number five. To attract people, we must be nice and be careful not to offend. This is what I call the Episcopal Church myth. Basically, the idea is we're just nice and we water down our teachings and we don't say anything controversial, then people will just flock to us. Well, the Episcopal Church tried this for the past you know, decades, and look what's happened. They've lost members left and right. The fact is people want to be challenged. People are attracted to those who are countercultural. There's no reason to get up on Sunday morning if basically you're just going to be taught the exact same thing you could get if you stayed at home and turned on the television. So at times we will have to proclaim the hard teachings. We'll have to say things that people might not be comfortable in hearing, but in the end they're challenged by it, and so they, they, they become attracted to it. So yes, we should be nice in general, but at times we will say things that are controversial and things that are maybe even offensive to others. Okay, uh, myth number six, evangelization is a job for parishes and professionals. Unfortunately, the new evangelization has become a marketing term for a billion and one programs, most of which are practically useless. What evangelization really is, it's a one-on-one -on -one encounter of people with other people, and we're all called to do it. It's not just for the parish priest, it's not just for the parish staff. And it's not just for the professionals who have all their slick programs. And some of them are nice. I won't, you know, criticize all of them. But a lot of them, they just tag on the new evangelization tag because they know it's a marketing gimmick. But really, it's not something that is true evangelization. So what we need to do is we need to realize true evangelization, the old evangelization, is individuals evangelizing their friends, their family, their neighbors, all those around them. It's not just a job for professionals. Okay, the seventh myth, the final myth, evangelization is only for extroverts. Okay, first of all, I'm an introvert, so I don't mind saying that I know for a fact this one is false. It's not comfortable for me to be in a big group and to talk to a lot of people. And I, you don't have to be extroverted, though, to evangelize, because evangelization is more of that one-on-one -on -one relationship between two people. It's not it's not Billy Graham preaching or Scott Hahn talking in front of millions of people. Those things can be okay and fine at times, but really evangelization is much more about building a relationship with somebody, getting into their lives, and then sharing with them your faith. Okay, so those were the seven myths of Catholic evangelization. I want to end, though, with what is not a myth, that we are all called to make disciples of all nations. Jesus Christ, his last command to his disciples was, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's from Matthew 28, 19 through 20. He's making a command there to make disciples of all nations. He's not just saying, 
let people know you're Catholic or do a nice advertising campaign. He's saying, make disciples. In other words, you will change their lives. And it will include the sacraments. He says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe some of what I command you. No, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so we don't water down the teachings of Christ. We don't keep um, parts of the faith to ourselves so that people might be more attracted to it. I saw that over and over again in parishes, you know, that I visited and from Catholics that they, they're so desperate to attract people that they try to make the Catholic faith more palatable. And really what it does, it makes it less attractive, less interesting to those that they're talking to. So let's be bold. Let's proclaim our faith. Let's not be embarrassed by it. And we need to get out there and evangelize. Okay, so that I'm going to wrap it up here because I'm try, really trying on these podcasts to keep them to 10 minutes or less. If you're interested in this article, I will. I wrote it for Catholic Answers. I will link to it in the show notes page at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash two. If you're interested, I'll also link to my book, The Old Evangelization, How to Spread the Faith Like Jesus Did. And I'll probably have some more podcasts in the future about evangelization. Uh, but for now, just remember those seven myths of Catholic evangelization and the fact that they're myths. And go out there in your life and actually bust a few of them. 